When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Swish and Flick, The Felix Files. The Felix Files. The Felix Files. The Felix Files. Well, how do you feel? Excellent. Really excellent. Hello and welcome to The Felix Files. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we are joined by a very special patron guest host. Welcome, Becky. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. And thank you you for joining us. Um, It is, it's just me and Katie for the next two months. So (laughs) this is uh, how it's going to be. I guess I'm introing Felix Files. It's going to be awkward. Um, So we are going to continue our character profiles this month. This is kind of, we, for some odd reason, we believed that Lily and Molly would each be one episode. So that was going to be our Mother's Day month. Um, That didn't happen. And in fact, Molly's going to be a three-parter. So this is going to go into July. So our Mother's Day series is going to go halfway through July, but that's how we roll. Mothers should always be celebrated. Correct. So. Like I just said, we are talking about one of our all-time favorite Potter moms. Not really my favorite, but that's okay. Uh, From Harry Potter, Molly Weasley. Um, I'm excited to talk about her. I'm sure that I'll come out of this with a better appreciation for her. And I understand that like things I question that she does is like, it's just sometimes motherly instinct and like, that's fine, but we'll see. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure I'll come out of this liking her more than I do now. I feel like I always do with feel with like character profiles. Same. Same um, so anyway, let's start this episode by getting a brief intro on Becky. We'll get your Hogwarts profile and your feelings on Molly. All right. Um, yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm Becky, and um, I'm also in the Discord chat as Runal Laslin. Um, I am a Hufflepuff. Woohoo! Uh, um, back on like the original Pottermore when I was first sorted, I was actually a Ravenclaw. But mm-hmm. when they redid everything and I got resorted, I was a Puff, and I feel like I'm way more that than a Ravenclaw. Interesting. That's cool. Um, so my wand, I had to look this up. Does anybody remember this? Um, my wand is ash wood with a phoenix feather core. It's 11 and three quarter inches long and slightly yielding. Um, and my Patronus is a chow dog. Oh, for me, like I'm such a dog lover. So that kind of was nice to find out. But yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah. And uh, Molly. Um, <clears throat> Molly is like is one of my favorite characters so I had a friend um actually my friend's husband and I found out we were both big Potterheads when we were talking um and they were 
staying with us. And he asked me, who's your favorite character? And you can't say Ron. And <laughs> I've never really thought about it before. And like out of nowhere, I just said Molly and started thinking about it. And I, you know, I still stand by that. I don't know, 10 years later. So um, I just, she's such a fierce mom and she's loving and she's protective and she's willing to sacrifice. And she has a lot of depth, even though she doesn't have a lot of plot or a lot of time in the plot, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah. True. Um, she didn't have to adopt Harry into her family, family, and arguably she probably should not have because they don't have the money for that. But she was so happy to do it. She didn't hesitate to do it. And she, and obviously Mr. Weasley, gave Harry dependable parental figures for the first time in his life. I mean, there's other people you can argue that with, like Hagrid, but like a set of parents, to me, that's the Weasleys for Harry. Yeah. Um, I really fell in love with her when she hugged Harry at the end of Goblet. That moment is just so touching and it's such a mom thing and he'd never experienced that. And I was just like, oh, this woman is finally giving this poor kid something he ne never knew he needed. And, um, and I, I kept liking her more and more like, I think after, you know, one through three, you don't see a lot of Molly and it's all just very much, it's Harry's friend's mom. And like, you know, after that hug and then further in five, six and seven, her character keeps developing and I just kept liking her more. And the, like for me, big, big scene is her bogger. Like, mm -hmm. I can't identify with anything more in the series than that. Like, I'm for sure that if bogger was real, that's what mine would be. Yeah. And, you know, seeing her see that and the way it's written and it's, it's so just heartbreaking. And I just, I fell in love with her. Um, we know she has a short temper. Um, and I think it's mostly derived from her concern for her family and the people that maybe she's being short with. Um, and I do see it as a fault, but unfortunately, maybe I identify really strongly with that fault. So well, I think that's reason. what makes her so cool though, is that like, she is not a faultless character. And we've said that so much, like one of the good things about how the author writes is that like, she doesn't write like the perfect person because that doesn't exist. And like, it's nice to see a real living example of a mom in the series and not just this like sugar-coated perfect mom you know what I mean yeah I agree and that's you know kind of what I like so much and um kind of leads into making her seem like a deeper character um so you know like I know the big thing is her relationship with the twins and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot said on that later um <laughs> But I do. I really love Molly. And that was a lot longer than I expected it to be. So I, no, I, I apologize. You're good. I'm going to just shout this out because you didn't. You called her a courageous lion. And I really, I really like that a lot. She's like definitely a, lot. a Gryffindor. Yes. Yeah. For she sure. is a fierce lioness for sure. Yeah. She's definitely a mama bear for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about her early life. Um, so we know that her birthday is the 30th of October. 
and we estimate her to be born either 1949 or 1950. Uh, and her name was Molly Pruitt. So her parents are just Mr. and Mrs. Pruitt. Um, <laughs> she did also have two brothers, Gideon and Fabian. And she attended Hogwarts in the early 60s and is a Gryffindor. Um, it is also said once in her youth, she brewed a love potion. Controversial, Molly. Controversial. What are you doing, Molly? <laughs> um, there's not really like any uh, details on that little, that little fact. It's just said that in her youth, she brewed one once. I wonder like for what was it literally just to see if she could do it or did she have intention to use it so my thought on that is and I don't know if this is going to be out of left field but that feels to me more like it's is that in four I think it's when they're in like or even is it in three when they're all staying in the leaky cauldron after Harry takes the night bus is that right and they're eating at the I think think that's when she talks about it I'm gonna look at that. Like personally, my opinion on that is I hate it. Yeah. But I think it was more of the author as a plot device to show Molly kind of just being giggly and girly with the girls yeah. versus, you know, we know now that love potions are a big deal and they're dangerous and things like that. And maybe that plot wasn't fully formed when she wrote this portion of the book. And so throwing it was prisoner as a throwaway line um, was more just showing a sillier side than necessarily some nefarious thing that the author wants you to think about from Molly. Yeah, I agree or with maybe that. I'm just giving her a lot more credit, <laughs> um, Molly, a lot more credit than I want to, or than others would want to. I'm not sure. Well, I kind of wonder if, like, how we have overall broken down, like. I don't know. Sometimes I think that like, because we deep dive so much, like we're looking into the idea of a love potion, like probably a lot more deeply than was ever meant to be looked at it. Not that that like makes it okay because like it literally is still like a date, like a date rape drug, um, which is not cool. But I do also think that like talk of something like that could have been a product of like the times that these books were written um and maybe they weren't this particular item wasn't written in the best way uh but it is what it is but I like I said like I agree with what you're saying is like I don't think that that was given as a piece of information about Molly to make you question her like morals it was just oh yeah I I did that when I was young and it was just meant to be a funny thing even though it's not you know it's definitely right. yeah the love potion definitely ha- is in the books all humor yeah it's all humor every time for sure because There's- I mean that entire scene with Ron that's meant to be humorous and right. like sure the way that it's acted and like the things that he says are funny. But when you think about it, it's like his mind got like twisted to want to do something with this girl that he doesn't actually want to do. Doesn't even know crazy. her. Like, yeah, doesn't even know who she is. Um, 
but yeah, I don't think that like that piece of information was meant in malice towards Molly at all. It just is a fact that got slipped into the book. Mm -hmm. So America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. You know, something else is like, you know, she says when she was younger, well, how young was she? Did she try to do it? But like, she couldn't do it. And so she never used it. And it was just a silly thing her and her, you know, first year friends thought would be fun to try true and you know as an adult she would never and now it's just a silly memory versus you know something that is morally questionable like oh were you 17 and right but also like she meets Arthur at Hogwarts and like they clearly like don't need a love potion (laughs) so so, like (laughs) (laughs) um and I guess we don't know exactly I don't think we don't I don't think we know exactly what year they met in or began dating in but I would assume sixth or seventh year probably so like that's when you learn about um the love potion so again like I don't think it would have been needed by her at that point so right plot twist Arthur Weasley's been under a love potion that's like a real theory (laughs) oh my god (laughs) That's a real theory because of that line in Prisoner. People are like, oh, Molly is like feeding Arthur a love potion their whole lives. And I'm like, he wouldn't act logical ever. (laughs) (laughs) And if you think about it, Slughorn was their teacher, right? Mm. True. She really, she really would have probably learned similar to what Harry learned uh, in his sixth year and maybe been given that display of potions. Yeah. And you know, maybe at that point she learns, oh no, those are really dangerous. And I probably shouldn't have done that when I was a kid. And it's a good thing. I didn't know how to do it. If, you know, if all of the assumptions we made are true. Right. Um, so like I said, Molly met Arthur at Hogwarts and they began dating. Um, one night they went out for a nighttime stroll and Arthur got caught by a Polly and Pringle. And she managed to get back to Gryffindor Tower at four in the morning and was told off by the fat lady, but Arthur got in trouble. And I'm assuming Apollyon Pringle is like a he's prefix Filch. of no, some. He's, oh, he's is he Felch? Felch, yeah. Is that I think. Hogwarts mystery? I <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think this is in the book. I think they or talk the about morning. it in Goblet when they do talk Molly about and Bill. Yeah come to visit Hogwarts for the last task all right yes 4 a.m nighttime stroll yeah he got caught by Polly and Pringle he was the caretaker in those days your father still got the marks yikes (laughs) hanging by their thumbs Jesus I think that was more than just a stroll (laughs) right like you got in that much trouble Um, oh boy so as we know, Molly and Arthur end up having seven children. 
we have Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, and Ron, and then only one daughter named Ginny, and she plays a large part in Harry Potter's life as a motherly figure towards him. She does survive the final battle, uh, and this is purely just to talk about her family. I'm not going to go into that because I know that we're going to go into that more later and I don't want to take people's parts, but I just wanted to say she does survive the final battle to see her family expand. So by 2017, which would be the 19 years later, she has 12 grandchildren, which is a magical number. So I think that that's kind of cool. Seven to 12. That's awesome. Yeah. So she has Victoire, Dominique, Lewis, Molly, the second, Lucy, Fred, Roxanne, Rose, Hugo, James, Albus, and Lily. Which is crazy. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot of Weasleys and Potters, <laughs> I guess, because three of them are Potters. Um, I also really love that Ron and Hermione hyphenate their name. <laughs> Me too. Ranger Weasley. Yeah, I dig that. Um, So we know that Molly graduates from Hogwarts in the late 60s, and soon after graduation, her and Arthur get married, and they live at the borough on the outskirts of Ottery St. Catchpole, which is in Devon, and Molly and Arthur's first child, William, aka Bill, is born on November 29th of 1970. Um, I already listed all of their names, so I'm not going to do that again, but you know like we know they have seven kids total and then um during the first wizarding war molly isn't mentioned as a member of the order and that is confirmed by remus at one point and this is probably because she had a lot of young children at the time to care for which makes sense um however fabian and why am I blanking on Gideon? That? Gideon. Okay. The cookies, Meg, the cookies. Sure. Fabian and Gideon are in the order. Um, and they are unfortunately murdered in 1981 by Dalahov. That bad word I'm not gonna say. He's the worst. Mm-hmm. Because he also kills Remus. Didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he is because of those murders of Gideon and Fabian imprisoned in Azkaban for the crime, though we know that he does get out, unfortunately, for the Second Wizarding War. Um, Molly, I mean, I'm assuming they're her, they're her brothers, so, like, she was probably close to them, and she's, like, distraught enough about them based on how she talks about them in the books. And she also inherited some of their things because we know that she has Fabian's watch, which she gives to Harry for his 17th birthday. That's like, that is like the sweetest thing ever. Right. That's the watch she gives him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, did I just make that up? (laughs) And something I just noticed literally as you were struggling to think of the names, it's, like Fabian and Gideon, so it's an F and a G, like Fred and George. Oh, and I no. wonder if that was intentional. I uh, bet it was. Becky, why? My heart. Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> I love that, but also hate it, but love it. That's a really cool connection. Well, I'm sure that that was on back. purpose. I like that. See, man, I love character 
profiles. Honestly, so great. You never know what you're going to discover. So great. That's all I got. Okay. So um, my section is the name meaning and then Hogwarts house. First name, um, Molly, which we know um, it's not short for anything that I know of. So I just looked into the actual name Molly. Um, it has an Irish origin and it means star of the sea. It also has a Hebrew origin. Um, so same name, two different origins. And the Hebrew origin is bitter, which is interesting maybe for Molly a little mm. bit. Hmm. Um, as the Hebrew version of the name, it's a um, kind of nickname or shortened name for Miriam, which is Hebrew Mary. Um, and it became a standalone name in the Middle Ages. Um, if we go back to the Irish origin, um, in the kind of same time frame, or um, mall, so M-O-L-L, mall, was a slang term, I guess, for gangsters, girlfriends, or scarlet women. Oh. So I thought that was Does kind have of red hair, right? also. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I read on Pottermore something that I like. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that out. Um, another interpretation of Molly's name could be that it's a shortened form of Molly Coddle, um, which makes sense because while Mrs. Weasley was a firm matriarch, she was also a doting mother and maybe even a little overprotective. This might also be where, Mar where Arthur's not so private pet name, Molly Wobbles, originated. And I just, I love Molly Wobbles. It's the I know. <laughs> I love so how embarrassed good. she is about it. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so then her maiden name, as Megan said, is Pruitt. So um, Pruitt is a Middle English name um, um, from the, the word Pru or Prow, P-R-O-U. I'm not really sure how they would have pronounced that. Um, meaning gallant or valiant. And then E-T is just a diminutive um, suffix so Pruitt would literally mean brave little one or brave little man which I mean when you think about her brothers and then her later in the books I think that's just super fitting yeah um so it was also first found in like Wales in England um I'm not gonna try to say that Car oh gosh. Car Marthenshire. Oh, you did a wonderful job. Pretty good. <laughs> in Southwest Wales. Um, and then, then they had a motto um, for the name Pruitt, which is um, Latin phrase that I'm not going to say, <laughs> which uh, translates to God feeds the ravens, which I'm not really sure exactly hmm. what to think of that. Um, and then if we go into the Weasley name, which is, of course, her married name, um, it was first found in Cambridgeshire, where they were the lords of a manor of Wesley Waterless. And then from the author, she wrote or said somewhere, I don't, I don't have anywhere what, where this came from, I apologize. Um, as for Weasley, it sounds a lot like weasel, which isn't a popular animal. Um, rolling herself likes them though, and a now deleted post on her website um, wrote that since childhood I've had a great fondness for the family Mustalde. <laughs> I don't know, and not so much malignant as mal malaligned, in my opinion. 
Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. So, um... Apparently, the author chose the name Weasley because she has a fondness for weasels. Weasels are pretty cute. I don't feel like I knew that. They are cute. And I think ferrets are just like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Ferrets are so funny. (laughs) They're hilarious. My um, oldest sister had a pet ferret when I was younger. And it was awful. It would climb, like, burrow up (laughs) through the couch and climb out and, like, bite you in the back and then run away. No. <laughs> so cute though. It was super cute. Oh my gosh. So mischievous. Okay. So, so then um Molly's house, we know um at 11, Molly, like every other Weasley, um, was sorted into Gryffindor house. Um and I found some stuff um from MuggleNet. They said um To those who would threaten her family, she's a scorching, ferocious adversary. Her children inherited her strength, kindness, and tremendous capacity to love, which I really like. I think it's a good summary of her and the family in general. And I do really think that she's a true Gryffindor. Um, Just thinking about her bravery during the Second World War, she joined even though she'd lost both of her brothers to the cause in the first world the world war wasn't anymore um and you know her children also joined and while i'm not sure she was given a choice she was accepting of it um along with her husband and then of course her ba defeat of bellatrix like Mm -hmm. i i think i think she belongs there but if you want to look at the other houses um Slytherin I really don't feel like she fits here very much at all um and you know some might argue that she maybe was a little self-preserving by not fighting in the first war um but you know like Meg said earlier I really feel like that's more she had six kids at home you know so Ron would have been born when Harry defeated the dark lord so like she would have had six of her seven kids at that time how could she have right yeah um raven she might have even been pregnant yeah well she would have been pregnant with ron and then possibly pregnant with jenny yeah yeah so that's a lot i mean (laughs) i don't that's a lot it's okay molly seven kids (laughs) she's doing enough if you ask me (laughs) Um, and then like Ravenclaw, um, we don't really know like books and like 
feminist. We don't necessarily know that about her. She's definitely no dummy. Like she likes Gilderoy Lockhart's books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was far from the only one. Let's, let's be fair here. (laughs) Um, you know, she, uh, she's good at like household stuff as far as like, you know, skills. Um, we know she's great at cooking and we know she's also really good at like healing. So I'm, I, I don't think she's a dummy and she definitely takes an awful lot of interest in the grades of her children. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's maybe some tendencies there, but you know, like I said, I definitely think she's just a, just a, just a Gryffindor, but Molly is got a little puff in her, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Like her loyalty about, knows no bounds. Yes, she is so loyal. She's so kind. She's so um, ready to do the right thing. And she must be more patient than anybody I know if she's got seven <laughs> kids at home. Yeah, that's plus think about all, this, all that food. I would all love the food a, all a of the time. Feast. Oh my god. That onion soup, I just want it. I want it all. I want the I want like her cakes. Yeah, the desserts. Oh yeah. They look, sound so good. Harry always eats so much that he's just like so sleepy and sleeps so good that I night. Know. You know, oh, what, yeah, what could you all want? her pies. She sends like a ton oh. of pies to him too. Oh. I also wonder, like, she says that she sends pies, but, like, I know that, like, pies over in the UK means so much, like, could be so many more things than what, like, we are used to here. So I'm like, mm-hmm. does she literally send, like, steak pie to them? And, like, oh, my God, that would be so good. No, I'm I starving. Oh, I distinctly remember a plum pie. Oh, and that sounds pie. so good. So yeah, I think it's probably both both types. Yeah, which he kept under a floorboard in his room with no refrigeration, <laughs> and I don't really want to talk about that part. He but is. I still like to try them when they're fresh. Harry did what he could <laughs> to survive. <laughs> oh man, plum pie though—that sounds so good. Sounds so good. I love plums. Plums are one of those fruits that like. It's pretty hard to get a bad plum. Like, I feel That's like true. some fruits, like I had this conversation with some friends not too long ago about like good and bad fruits and like a really good fruit, like you'll do anything for, but like, if you get a bad one, like it is disgusting. Like, like why do pears never taste the same? Like, honestly, every time I eat a pear, it tastes different depending on the ripeness and then like grapes like a good grape is so good but a bad grape is so bad I feel that way about blueberries like yes so hit and miss yes raspberries like why do they go moldy after three hours <laughs> like strawberries too <laughs> literally plums though a plus but a fresh strawberry that's still warm from the sun oh bring it on that sounds so good there's also, a farm over by us that does strawberry picking. I don't, don't think it's strawberry season down here right now, though. It's blueberry season, which is still delicious. We should still go pick blueberries, <laughs> but we need to go back when it's strawberry season. This child's literally trying to break out. 
Fillmore, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> you got one more section, dude. Right? You can make it. You can make it. Don't you like to hear the sound of my voice? He's Small like, pooch. yeah, when your attention is on me. Mm-hmm. Only on me. Pay attention to me. <laughs> well, Becky, well done. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I've never thought of her as a puff before, and I don't know why. And I yeah, like that. I don't really know why either. Yeah, She's totally all of that food. I know it makes She's sense. Totally, at least partially puff. Mm-hmm. Like, like a Gryffindor. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Gryffindor takes uh takes the cake already. Yeah, yeah, but the golden snitch cake. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. the one I want. That's <laughs> the one that I want. I just want a care package from Molly for sure oh excuse me okay let's talk about her wand first i have to give a big shout out to meg because she helped me with these notes because we had a day it's had a busy day yeah so she's a rock star so if i say we i do mean we if i say i (laughs) i just still mean we Um, (laughs) no i read these out to you and we chose together and then i just that's true it's fine thanks babe yeah all right, so the first one is interesting because I picked ash, which is funny because apparently that's what Becky's wand is made out of. It's ash. Yeah, that's um, me. Yeah, so according to Ollivander, it cleaves to its one true master and ought not be passed on or gifted from the original owner because it will lose power and skill. Um, this tendency is extreme if the core is unicorn. There are old superstitions about wands. Um particularly with Rowan Chestnut, Ash, and Hazel, Rowan Gossips, Chestnut Drones, Ash is Stubborn, and Hazel Moans. And he says that he thinks that some of that is a little bit of truth. Um, And that witches and wizards best suited to Ash Wands are not, in his experience, lightly swayed from their beliefs or purposes. However, the brash or overconfident witcher wizard um, is going to be disappointed by this wand. And the ideal owner may be stubborn, but is certainly courageous but never crass or arrogant. I like that for her. Um, it just seems it just seems to fit, I think. There is another one I like better, but I think that this is appropriate. Um, also Aspen. So fun facts about that. It's white and fine-grained. It's highly prized for its stylish resemblance to ivory. Um, it usually has outstanding charm work, which I like for her too, because she seems to do a lot of that around the house. Um, the proper owner of the Aspen wand is often an accomplished duelist or destined to be so for the Aspen wand is one of those particularly, particularly suited to martial magic. Um, so what I, what we liked about that also, this wand is for the revolutionaries. Ooh, fancy. What we liked about that is the whole duelist part, like the destined to be, yes, the destined to not be. that like she's just always not that she's not an accomplished duelist but like that's not really what molly's known for but the fact that it says that like they're destined to be so i thought that was cool because like that was that that was like her big moment you know and she's already a fierce mom every day everyone knows that's the world's hardest job um and then she comes to the very end of this series and she's just just totally ba in dueling nails it i don't know all right then there's cedar which i think that one's my favorite um, i think it was our favorite yeah yeah so strength of character and unusual loyalty 
You will never fool the cedar carrier. The cedar wand finds its perfect home where there is what the heck is that word and perception. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Please look it up. Um, And he says that he has never met the owner of a cedar wand who he would care to cross, especially if harm is done to those they are fond of. Like which perceptiveness, the quality of having a ready insight into things, shrewdness. Okay. That's a Slytherin trait. Okay. Just saying. I like the thought of her having some uh insight when she's a mom. Like she's got eyes on the back of her head, you know. True. When you got seven kids, you got to. Um, the witcher wizard who is well matched with the cedar carries the potential to be a frightening adversary, which often comes as a shock to those who have thoughtlessly challenged them. I love this for her. Um, she, we know that she will do anything for her family, for those she considers family. Um, and I liked the whole like frightening aspect because like, she's like described as like short and like this kindly woman. Right. But like, she makes her very tall sons cower before her because she can be so scary and firm with them. Um, so I just thought that was, oh, and I mean, she takes on Bellatrix at the end and Bellatrix totally underestimates her and she had no idea what was coming yeah didn't really work out so well for her um okay last one which I do really like but I think cedar wins for me is pear um this golden toned wood produces wands of splendid magical powers which give which give of their best in the hands of the warm-hearted the generous and the wise possessors of pear wands are in his experience, usually popular and well-respected. Um, Ollivander says he does not know of a single instance where a pear wand has been discovered in the possession of a dark witcher wizard. Pear wands are, are among the most resilient, and he has often observed that they may still present a remarkable appearance of newness, newness even after many years of wear and tear. Um, so what I like about this one is she is warm-hearted, generous wise all those things i think she's very resilient i think you have to be to go through two wizarding wars to lose a lot of people um she loses a lot of family and i kind of like the whole part of like this wand still looks new because like she doesn't have a lot right we know the weasleys are poor we know a lot of their stuff is worn and torn and secondhand so i like the thought of her having something that still looks new and reflects her character because she's resilient and isn't worn down i don't know what do you guys I think like I like i'm with cedar. you guys i like cedar i really want to say ash because like <laughs> you know but i really think cedar's where it's at i think that's the most fitting for her yeah maybe yeah. she's got like a cedar pear combo Ooh, a fusion oh, i didn't do an interior <laughs> i just realized mm. That's okay. I think it would be unicorn. I don't know why I'm just going unicorn or dragon heartstring. Ooh. I could see dragon heartstring like secretly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like Hermione. Isn't Hermione's dragon heartstring? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because I think doesn't the trio have one of each? Well, yeah. Yeah. Fillmore. He's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's I love his little neckerchief. Little pride bandana. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go dragon heartstring. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the unexpected power. 
paired with that cedar. Woo, fierce protector. Right. Look out. Buddy, you're you're fine. You just want to talk on this pod, right? Yeah. Well, he could be a guest host. He's like, <laughs> I think I like Molly. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Got lots of opinions. He has many peppers and opinions, that's for sure. All right. Then lastly, the Patronus. Um, my first thought was like a bear, mama bear protecting her cubs. Um, the bear is in, in, hold on. Can someone say that word for me? Indicative. Thank you. Of someone with a great reserve of patience and inner strength. Bears do, do often well in leadership roles, though they are more, they are more than content alone, happily spending their time in reflection and contemplation. I think she likes to be surrounded by people, but I like the whole inner strength. She clearly does have patience. Um, as Becky said, if she's going to have a large family, <laughs> kind of need patience. I liked the idea of a bear until I looked up like what Pottermore says a bear Patronus means. And I was like, yeah, I like yeah. half of this, but not the other half. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, like the idea of it. I don't think Molly's happy unless she's surrounded by her family. Yeah. But yeah, I totally. do love to imagine Molly at the borough after everyone's left for the Quidditch World Cup and she has the whole place to herself. Can you <laughs> imagine like, how peaceful she feels? Drinking some tea, <laughs> reading yes. a book, quiet. Knitting something. Yeah. She's got her feet up. <laughs> She's listening to Celestina Warbeck on the radio. But My- yeah, I don't think content alone really fits for her in general. Yeah, agreed. I just had this thought though, because sometimes I think Patronuses are meant to give you something you maybe lack or need help with. So maybe her bear Patronus would be reminding her to take some time for herself sometimes because like she that. is so giving. We're really twisting this, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I just genuinely <laughs> liked the idea of a bear because I was like, oh mama bear. Right. Protecting her yeah. cubs. Like love that. Yeah. Yeah. So forget the description. I'm just like, yeah, I like a bear. <laughs> Um, also a hedgehog hedgehogs hibernate in cold climates so if your patronus takes this form it might be that you'd rather curl up under a blanket than take on the winter chill hi it's me personality wise these critters may look cute but they've got a hard edge when it comes to defending themselves perhaps you have hidden depths to your personality if this is your patronus one thing's for sure though we wouldn't mind having the spiky patronus on our side against the dementor i like that like the underestimated look small and harmless but then boom look out yeah that's why i liked it yeah it's like defending super cute and then lastly maybe a weasel like arthur those who cast a weasel patronus are dangerous relentless and very intelligent molly could be pretty dangerous took down bellatrix is strange and like i said she knows how to run a household she is definitely relentless yeah (laughs) for sure and she's obviously intelligent she's a yeah you know and i, I do don't... like the idea of like complimentary um patronuses like james and lily and ron and hermione um i think that they're made for each other so i think it's sweet like if they were to have that connection too i agree you know i almost picked a jack russell terrier because i was like well i guess like a weasel and an otter are pretty similar yeah so, yeah like I don't, I don't know. I almost picked like a dog because of the loyalty. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. 
I don't know. I like it. I like it. Phil, what do you think? He's picking hedgehog. Oh, well, I can't disagree with him then. You know <laughs> well, he does have no. a hedgehog toy that he really loves. He loves his hedgehog toy. He's biased. Is okay. Your Patronus? Is your Patronus a hedgehog? Your Patronus is a land shark. That's what yeah. it is. He's like, um, definitely a shark. No. No, honestly, I really like the weasel. I really think that they would have complimentary or you know, if there were something like a terrier, like the otter and terrier combo with of Ron and Hermione. I yeah. like that, but I think hedgehog's actually a really good description of her. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe weasels and hedgehogs are secretly opposites. <laughs> Best yeah. buds in the forest. I don't know. I don't know very much about either of them. Maybe it I'm was a hedgehog. Then it turned into a weasel and she fell in love. Well, yeah, that's possible too, oh, honestly. Yeah. Who knows? It does say though that like she has cast a Patronus before, but it's just non-corporeal. Oh, yeah. That so, surprises me because I I always yeah. feel like she's powerful, and she's got to have some really happy memories. You would think maybe she's too much of a worrier. Maybe I can see that. <gasps> does that mean I couldn't cast one? Oh no, <laughs> I have though. Pottermore said I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all I got. Um. I don't know final thoughts just on this we're gonna get real deep into relationships and all that phil has things to say i think that the next episode is relationships i'm gonna look right now but yeah i'm assuming that's usually part two yeah so tiff left us with these lovely docs because she's sweet Mm. yeah Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. This was so fun. Thanks for having me. I was seriously so excited when you got when you asked me. I just love her so much. So I'm so glad that you got her. Fun. I know you've been a patron for a really long time. It's really so exciting to have you. you on. You're always super fun in Discord. So so awesome to like get to talk to you one on one. Yeah. More. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, our dog's inconsolable. He is inconsolable (laughs) right now. Oh my goodness. You just torture him, I think. I know, right? You're a terrible mom. Clearly mistreated. Well, thank you for joining us. Becky's going to be back with us for all three parts. So we will get to hear all of the thoughts and peppers and opinions on Molly as we go forward. But for today, that concludes this week's Felix File. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.